Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for Weight Loss. I'm so excited that you are here. Well, hello to you and welcome to the podcast. This is going to be a very transparent and and vulnerable and open podcast, (laughs) as they always are. But this podcast is a little bit different than how I normally do things because um, in this episode of the podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you a self-coaching demonstration, if you will, a demonstration of how I, um, how I go to God when I have a problem, because let's face it, right? Like he is, he's the ultimate life coach. He is my life coach. I mean, though I have a life coach, he's the one that I go to when those things bring me to my knees in life. And let's face it, it happens. I mean, I'm not some fully evolved, you know, hyper arrived Christian who doesn't make mistakes, who doesn't fall on her knees, who isn't faulted, who isn't, you know, you know, lost in sin, isn't, you know, all the things. So in this episode, I'm going to be candidly sharing with you something I just went through. So let me just kind of take you back. I promise you this will come back and it will help you on your weight loss journey. So hang with me. So here I am. I'm 49 years old. I have three little kids. Um, My youngest is about to be 10 and my oldest just turned 14. And our middle one is about to be 12. Anyhow, um, I think, (laughs) gosh, you ever have that moment where you're like, I don't even know. I can't keep up. Okay. Anyhow, I am, I'm somebody who left corporate America to follow, follow this call in my life, um, which means that I'm also home with my children. I, um, was not, I was not, I'm not naturally maternal. I mean, there, you know, I said it, (laughs) I'm just not naturally maternal. Um, I didn't necessarily feel like being a mom looked like the most exciting thing and I never you know, I'm just being honest with you. I never thought I would have kids. I wasn't drawn to children when I was little. I wasn't, you know, all of those things until I found myself expecting, you know, our first baby and, um, and having her and all of that. But then even as I stepped into motherhood, I was always very selfish with my time. Like I really struggled with the balance of, you know, when can I do what I want to do? And, you know, I mean, these are probably things that you struggle with in motherhood too, but Um, where I am now in that struggle is I am now at the point where, you know, I have a home office. It's in the basement of our home and, um, I have three little kids who are getting older, who want to ride four wheelers during the summer, who want to swim during the summer, who want to go across the street to the campgrounds and swim in the pond during the summer. And I don't want to, (laughs) you know, there I said it, but bigger than me not wanting to do the fun things that they want to do during the summer is more how selfish I'm noticing myself when I want to do what I want to do. Like, I just want to clean the house. I just want to, um, you know, have the kids keep their rooms clean. I just want to be writing when I hear the spirit guiding me. And I just want to do these things that I normally can do when they're not home for summer break. But now that they're home for summer break, I'm really struggling because I'm still dealing with something 
that God has been dealing with me with for about the last 14 years. And that is that I have a ministry of motherhood that I need to equally pay a pay attention to as much as I have a ministry and a call on my life for this, you know, Christian life coaching for weight loss thing. So what has transpired over these last many weeks is my resistance to doing what I need to do as a mother with three little kids home for summer vacation. Um, I'm not desiring to do these things. I'm looking for easy outs. I'm looking for them to sleep in and to, um, wake up too late for us to go and do the fun thing that I plan. Like I'm just, you know, it's like, it's like how I teach about how we look forward to our food pushers. I'm looking forward to them to ruin the plans I've made for us, right? Like I'm not proud of that, right? I'm not proud of that. I'm also not proud of the fact that God gave me a revelation yesterday. And that revelation is that I don't like to have fun anymore, right? Like I'm just at the point where I don't like to have fun. And so yesterday, this was, this hit me while I was sitting in my bathing suit at the pool with the kids yesterday, and we were hanging out talking about something I don't want to do, which was, we're going to have a yard sale. I don't want to have a yard sale. That sounds like so much work. Not only that, I know my kids aren't going to want to sell their crap. Okay. I'm just going to be honest with you. We're going to sell the Barbie townhouse. I know nobody's going to want to do it. Landon has to sell his little jeep that he could drive around since he has been you know two that he could that he can no longer fit in I know he's gonna cry and kick and scream when it comes I just don't want to do a yard sale like I don't (laughs) and so while we were sitting by the pool yesterday and talking about planning out this yard sale I just was filled with so much dread and then we started talking about the fun things we're going to do this weekend because it's a holiday weekend and I don't want to do those fun things. The fun things are we're going to go and watch a reggae pl- band play, um, you know, at the campground across the street from us. I mean, it's harmless, right? And I don't want to do it. Like, I don't. Yeah, it's just not my idea of fun anymore. So God told me, Sherry, get your pen, get your journal, and go sit down and talk to me about this. And so what you're going to hear, I'm literally going to just share with you a page, three of them, from my journal where I sat down and I leveraged what I was taught in my Christian life coaching education on how to coach a client except I'm coaching myself and I'm talking to God. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because I want you to see, number one, what it's like to be coached by a Christian life coach. I mean, yeah, I coach women outside of just weight loss, right? Like I deal, I help women through real life stuff, like when they're, they're struggling in their marriage and they're all of these things. But for me, I also coach myself. And this is why in the seekers method, I teach women to journal and to get to a point of coaching in the spirit, getting to the point where they ask hard questions of themselves that I teach them to ask of themselves by leveraging my workbook. So if you're new to me and you don't even want to work with me, but these podcasts have been, you know, helping you, I have a journaling companion. You can get it on Amazon. It's just go on Amazon and look up the Seekers Method for Weight Loss and you'll you'll find my book there. And this is why I teach women to ask themselves Christian life coaching questions on their weight loss journey. So that could be something freeing for you. But Today, I'm going to share with you how God helped me through my revelation that I don't like to do fun things. Like, I'm just like super 
boring. <laughs> I'm 49. I'm tired. I don't want to do things kids want to do. I don't want to play putt-putt when it's 90 degrees out, okay? I don't want to go to a pond and swim because there's things in the water, all right? I don't, there's just a lot I don't want to do. I don't want to go hear a reggae band. I don't mind going and watching 4th of July for fireworks this weekend, but I really don't want to deal with the crowd. But this isn't realistic for me. I have three little kids who've not experienced life. And I need to get off the couch and go do these things. So I'm going to take you through my journal. All right, so I'm just diving in. So this is how, you know, my self-coaching demonstration starts out. God, am I jumping ahead of you? Again, this is me reading my journal. My big thing right now is I don't want to do anything fun in my life. I'm noticing this pattern. Even the idea of going to this concert this weekend with the kids totally makes me feel dread and sadness. Like, isn't that crazy? I feel like I, I can't go and have a good time because I can't eat those foods that will be there. I can't drink the beverages that will be there. So why even go? The idea of going and doing this just brings me this overwhelming dread and defeat and frustration and even overwhelm when I think about what it's going to take to actually get there. I'm not interested in having anybody even over our house because our house isn't perfect, which girl, that's a whole nother thing. Okay. That's just a whole nother thing. These are my prison walls. I have a problem, Lord, and I know that you are the answer. I know you have the answers for me. God, why don't I like to have fun? What is it about fun that I don't like anymore? And this is me just asking questions and answering them. And so I wrote the answer. I can't have fun without food and alcohol. And like that was a revelation to me. It's not fun with the kids. Why? What isn't fun with the kids, Sherry? Well, the kids are work. What I'd rather do is everything on my to-do list and everything that I feel like doing instead of what I know might be fun for our family. I know it might be fun for our family to go to a reggae concert, um, but I also just feel like going to a reggae concert is really who I used to be and who I'm not anymore. I'm not that woman anymore. I imagine myself when I think of going to a reggae concert, which I never really ever even did, but I imagine myself when I think of going to concerts when I was younger, I imagine drinking and socializing, but Lord, I can't do that anymore. Like I don't even want to do that anymore. And maybe part of me is mourning that. Like maybe I'm sad that I can't have fun like the old me used to have fun anymore. What can I do to have fun like the new me? Well, I could go and I could enjoy our kids experiencing a reggae band for the first time. We could pack and take a picnic and walk over there and just look forward to experiencing something new. I could, I could focus on making it Christian friendly. And what can I do to make it Christian friendly? Because like, what does that even look like? I could make it not be about what it used to be about. Instead, I could make it be about who I am now as a mom of three little kids, as a Christian wife, of, you know, just, tr excuse me, truly who I am now. 
someone who wouldn't go to the concert, but who is going anyhow. But if I did, but if I did, what would I do as a Christian woman going to this concert? Well, I wouldn't just sit there like a, a bump on a log. I would get up and dance, you know, with the kids, have fun, be a little bit silly. I can actually enjoy them. I can ex- stop expecting anything. Don't just go. This is me. Like I, I, I toggle between first and second and third person here, really. Um, don't just go, Sherry, and have fun. Like, go and actually be fun. Like, just let your hair down. Enjoy your children. And so my question for myself is, what matters to me most these days anyhow? And so what I came to was my Christian values. And if you're somebody who would like to do your Christian values, I'm going to have somewhere around this podcast a place where you can go if you would like to learn what your Christian values are because I'm about to show you how I use them as my moral compass. And so, Sherry, what are your Christian values? My Christian values are faith, family, leadership, joy, and obedience. So I asked myself, how could your moral compass, in this case, how could your Christian values guide you here, Sherry? And so I started by breaking down faith. Like, what does it mean to live and walk in faith, according to my Christian values, in this situation of going and having fun with the kids at the reggae concert? And my answer was, well, you know what? In order to walk out my faith that I value so much, I need to go and be a Christian in the world and not of the world. How do I do that? I have fun instead of letting fun have me, right? And so Sherry, what about family? That's another Christian value of yours. What about your family values? Like what about your family do you value and how does it apply to the situation? Well, in this case, I need to set a good example being available and interested. An example, you know, just being available and interested, going and do the, doing the things that they want and just being present with them in the, in the moment. And so moving on to my next value is leadership. How can I walk out what I value as leadership in this particular situation? And that is to show them how to have pure fun while being in an impure world. And then moving on to joy. Sherry, what brings you joy? Well, what really brings me joy is spending time with God. And to be honest with you, sleeping. (laughs) It brings me joy. Another thing that brings me joy is a clean house and that morning cup of coffee and sometimes that afternoon cup of decaf. Another thing that brings me joy, just randomly thrown in here, is having my husband pay attention to me. And so... My question then was, what can I do to inject joy into this weekend? And I needed to get really curious about this. Like, and my advice to myself was to get curious, Sherry. What fun can we do without compromising our values at this reggae concert or going to the 4th of July where there's going to be all kinds of shenanigans happening? I need to position myself for joy. And so I asked myself, Sherry, What are your joy busters? And the things that really steal my joy is a dirty house. Like it overwhelms me. Another thing that steals my joy, girl, I'm about to say this, taking a shower because I feel like it's a waste of time. (laughs) 
I'm like, I only have so many hours in a day to actually do work for, you know, my life coaching business. And so I don't want to spend time blow drying. I just don't. Another thing that steals my joy is getting ready. I don't know about you, but trying to get myself ready and trying to chase three kids and help my husband organize his life and get three, two little dogs to go potty and to get little kids to go and do what they, it steals my joy. Another thing that steals my joy is clutter. Girl, I'm living in, yard, in some clutter right now because that's why we're having a yard sale. Our kids are stepping out of toys and growing out of clothes. And so the walls are caving in on me. And so my question was, what can you do to eliminate these joy busters? Well, I can clean the house. I can take a shower in the evenings. When I can take a shower in the evenings so that I'm ready to go during the day. So getting myself ready is less of an obstacle while I'm trying to get everybody else ready. I can remove the clutter by outsourcing it. And what I mean is getting the others to help me with it, right? Like Haley, box up all of the items that you're not playing with anymore and label it and put it in the kitchen or have daddy carry it to the kitchen so we can take it outside and either donate it or put it in the yard sale. Another area of my values is obedience. And so I asked myself, what do I value about obedience? Well, I value that it's meant to serve me and that it's how I keep God near. And so the question was, what might God want me to know about obedience and fun in this situation and obedience and my family? And my answer was, obedience isn't a sentence to a lifetime of manual labor. Obedience is the means to which you experience the fullness of my love, Sherry, and freedom in this life. And so the question is, is God's will for you to not have fun, to live with an absence of joy? Obedience with your family means to be with them, to do sweet and fun things, to have boundaries, absolutely, but godly boundaries, not self-imposed prison walls from your past. So Sherry, can you have fun with alcohol, like I kept seeing this reggae concert, like I can't have fun and do it because the way that I used to have fun at concerts was with alcohol. Yeah, I can totally have fun without alcohol. Can you have fun without eating the wrong foods and indulging? Because that's what I used to do and that's how I equate fun. The truth is yes. So can you enjoy your family and actively let your hair down this weekend? And the answer is yeah. The guidance I received was stop thinking tomorrow's fun can't happen because of because yesterday's means of having fun are gone. And that was just immediately freeing to me. And I hope you'll stick around for the other side of this because I want to talk to you a little bit about what God showed me as far as my next steps. I'll be right back. Hey there, just a quick commercial break to share some exciting news with you. If you are a Christian woman who has been struggling to lose weight, if you're struggling to take your food thoughts captive and to make them obedient to God's word, then I have great news for you. When I couldn't lose weight, I didn't know it at the onset of my journey, but I didn't have a weight loss problem, but rather I had a thinking problem. I was so stuck on all of my food stories. I was weak in my flesh and I easily gave into every temptation. No diet could change me, at least not for good. 
That is, until God. God's word changed me from the inside out. And now, to help seekers like yourself to step into lasting transformation from the, from the inside out the same way that I transformed, I have now published my first book. It's called The Seeker's Method for Weight Loss Workbook. It's a companion guide of journaling prompts available now on Amazon.com. It is, think of it as having me, Sherry Capilla, Christian life coach, in your pocket. It's a collection, a hundred day collection of my infamous Christian life coaching for weight loss journaling prompts. If you're ready to stop conforming to the patterns of this world, to be transformed by from the inside out by the renewing of your mind, then I encourage you to get your copy today on amazon.com. You don't have to be in the seekers method to use this journaling workbook. This journaling workbook could be the very thing that you need to step into God's will for your life, even in weight loss. Hey you, welcome back. Thank you for suffering through just me reading this. Hopefully you're able to keep up. So the next question I had was, I asked myself, Sherry, how would you like this situation to look one year from now? And my answer was a year from now, I'd like to have more balance. I would like to look forward to family fun because it's also fun for mom and dad. I would like to stop seeing doing fun things with our family as work. And so my question was using your senses, Sherry, describe what that's like when you step out and you actually do this. And the truth was, if I imagine myself a year out, like, doing these fun things that I'm talking about doing this weekend from a different lens, I feel lighter. I feel free. Like I totally feel happiness and joy. I feel like happiness and joy will have a space to exist. And the other thing is, is I don't feel that need. Like I have to control it or fake it, right? It would give me happiness and joy with our kids and fullness in my values. My values, again, are faith and family, leadership, obedience, and joy. So my, what is my plan to get there? What will I do to start walking this out? I'm going to start managing the joy busters. I'm going to shower at night. I'm going to, take the, I'm going to get the kids to help me clean up and declutter. I'm going to get ready earlier in the morning instead of avoiding getting ready and waiting until the last minute. Um, and so my question was, what support do I need to make this happen? Well, I need rest. I need a plan. I need prayer, I need trust, I need teamwork, and what obstacles can I anticipate in these plans? Wanting to do too much all at once. Like like right now, God is impressing on my heart. Just, just focus right now, Sherry, on this weekend. You don't have to map out the whole summer and how you're going to have fun. No, just focus on today and then tomorrow and what you're going to do Sunday and where you're going to go for fireworks, all of those things. And so... I ended this journal entry by saying, I'm going to make a plan in the morning. Thank you, God. And so as always happens, God always ministers to me for after coaching. And so I want to share with you the coaching I received in the spirit. Um, what godly thoughts I feel God was impressing on my heart. He said to me, in order to have these values, you must live in these values, Sherry. To live them, you walk them out. They aren't meant to just be put on a shelf or written, written about in a notebook. They're to be your moral compass guiding your life when you get lost 
you bring yourself back to your Christian values. Live out your Christian values and let them shape you because God is not finished with you yet, Sherry. I just thought that was so profound. And this morning he gave me a scripture that I just want to share with you. Proverbs 3, 6. Seek his will in all that you do and he will show you which path to take. And I love the scripture because in Proverbs here, Solomon is teaching us that in order to receive God's guidance, we have got to seek God's will in everything we do. And this means turning every area of our lives over to him, turning everything versus just being a victim. I could have easily just sat there boo-hooing and pouting over the fact that wah, I got to swim with my kids. Wah, I got to go to con. No, God needed to show me how to grow through this and how to have fun and joy and how I should value that because I'm teaching them that, right? Otherwise, I'm just teaching my, my kids how motherhood is dreadful <laughs> or how motherhood means you have to do all these things you don't like. My 14-year-old is already saying that she doesn't want to have kids because of how much work they are. And so I encourage you to examine your values and to prioritize your values. Like ask yourself, what's important to me? In what areas have I not acknowledged God and invited him in or maybe even restricted him? Or, you know, because if you're anything like me, when we restrict him and we don't live according to our values, seeing them as our moral compass, a compass, it just causes us grief. So make God a vital part of every single thing you do. And then he will guide you because he will guide you in every single area instead of you pouting about what you can't do. And he's going to guide you because you will be working to accomplish then his purpose for your life, even in weight loss.